podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. But these days, with not a lot of test cricket being played and a lot of T20 cricket, both being held and about to be held, I think we should start calling ourselves, you know, Armchair Critics of the Game who are focusing on T20 cricket. I'm your host, Ajit, and I have my co-host, Giri, with me. Hi, Giri. Hi Ajit, how are you doing? Long time. Well, things are pretty steady, must be said. Both on and off the field, as they as they put it. Well, what you said about us being armchair critics of the game and focusing on Test cricket, or rather T Twenty cricket, as you said, I think we have become because of the lack of Test cricket, uh, we are forced to follow T Twenty cricket, right? So, and unfortunately, so even IPL. I mean, we remember last year with the Corona pandemic, uh, we had lack of cricket uh, during the early part of the summer. We had hardly anything, and then after many years, we started. At least I started following IPL, and it was fun. I have to say, and this year also, I think <laughs> there was not much cricket uh, around uh, during the IPL window, which was moved, of course, the second phase of the IPL, which was. actually quite quite nice i mean it was not the traditional uh, 200 plus games that we had a lot we didn't have a lot of them did we have even one 200 plus game in this ipl i doubt it i think the no. highest was probably close to the final uh, we had the final was the highest total in the second yeah so did you have fun watching it did you follow the ipl yes i did so i think let's get into it then so you know after the last episode i think there were the four uh, the deciders as far as you know a couple of qualifiers and knockout and uh, the finals so what are your thoughts giri i think you saw the uh, first qualifier closely i think uh, your favorite player finally came good yeah he is a born winner right so he's always been a born winner he has won so many tournaments in his life i don't think he even we can even uh, start counting that but right. it was very nice to see dhoni of old you know uh, come back to life again and finishing that game against uh, delhi capitals you can say the old warrior against his young pretender right rishabh pant uh, it seems like delhi capitals ran out of ideas towards the end and they were completely uh, decimated by dhoni dhoni's uh, i have to say that was his old magic i it brought me you know it brought back old memories of him i think it was probably in west indies he took it upon himself to score about 20 runs in the final over you remember that one day match and i think he was down he was playing with the last man i think he was nine down india was nine down or eight down i can't remember yeah it it brought back old memories it was very nice he's now 40 right he's still going strong to be honest there were of course talks of retirement imminent retirement everybody keeps talking about dhoni's retirement but looks like he's going to continue for some more time yeah i think dhoni uh, was fantastic Uh, even behind the stumps, so he had a very good IPL this year, I have to say. But yeah, Delhi Capitals, I have to say, you know, they looked very nice. They were really peaking. They were probably peaking a bit too early, in my opinion. So they did lose a few matches 
uh, even before, I think, right? So even before the qualifiers, I think they lost a match even against RCB, if I'm not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, we were expecting a lot from RCB like every year, right? Whatever. So it looks, I mean, I think RCB disappointed everybody, all their fans. Uh, they, they probably ran out of steam just like they did last year. So, But a very good turnaround from KKR though. I think KKR were languishing uh, at the end of the India leg. And they came back really strongly in the UAE leg. So they were quite good towards the end. And they picked up a lot of steam at the fag end of the tournament. And then they won all the important games. And they won some of them, you know, very convincingly to uh, increase their net run rate, which actually uh, made the difference between them and uh, Punjab Kings. Uh, I think Punjab Kings were breathing down their necks. So So KKR, I think, deservedly were the the finalists, I have to say. So, uh, having won against RCB in the first knockout, uh, they did play against um, you know, CSK in the finals, but uh, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a good match in the end, but um, yeah, Dad's Army won it again. <laughs> Just like well, that two years ago. You would call them the Dad's Army. I, I would too. There are enough players here in this 11, uh, you might think, you know, who might not get picked up in the next coming mega auction. People like Faf Duplessis probably have one or two good years left. And maybe not, uh, you know, uh, many teams might want to invest in a large price if he has a large base price or something. But him, Mambati Raidu, uh, even to an extent, Suresh Rana, I think, right? On the other hand, Suresh Rana might be given the captaincy of a team like the previous time it happened. But Dhoni definitely himself will probably not put himself in the auction by the looks of it. He wouldn't want to put uh, his own owners or any other team in a very tough position where he might be just chosen based on a sentimental value. I think, according to me, he's going to walk into the sunset. right? And what better way to go? He just won, uh, let's say, the biggest T20 tournament in the world. right? And uh, he's done it for the fourth time. He Well, his team was banned. They made a comeback and they won it twice since they've come back. So, it's, it's all sort of a fairy tale as far as Dhoni the player, as well as Dhoni the captain is concerned. And even when you look at the games, right? So the way he finished that game, scoring 18 of six, he showed that the, the old fire is there. And who knows? As they say, sometimes, you know, it burns the brightest before it, it's about to be extinguished mm-hmm. or about to go off. It could be just that. I, I pretty much think Dhoni, the player, will not be seen. Next time onwards, next season onwards, it's going to be Dhoni, the mentor. Eventually, maybe Dhoni, the coach, right? He's already mm-hmm. taken on a mentoring role with the Indian cricket team for the upcoming World Cup. It shows what... Uh, what he's thinking or where his thoughts are, right? So, you know, when it comes to these sort of things, uh, Dhoni sort of keeps his cards very close to his chest, as they say. But He always does, yeah. Yeah. So, it looks like, well, writing is on the wall and yeah. he, he very well might extend it, but I think uh, he will probably not. But when you look at the rest of that team, people like Robin Uttapa gave, you know, people who might be looking into the auction a timely reminder, he still has a couple of good years and as an Indian player, probably, uh, he might yeah. be given a chance. If you look at it, same for Ambati Raidu, right? And then the core of the CSK team, sort of, you have Ruturaj Kaikwad, Shardul Thakur, Ravindra Jadeja, right? These people will probably stay and they'll they'll be the ones who might be retained or um, retained on a you know value match of the right to match card. And uh, that looks really good. And uh, around it, they always had a very strong Indian core. They'll again build a very strong Indian core, I think. People like Gautam, 
you know who didn't play in the second uh, leg there is also cheteshwar pujara let's not forget him right <laughs> yeah of course yeah so we didn't see pujara play in ipl i don't care he won an ipl <laughs> right this guy who as they say gumpal govinda in kannada gumpal govinda indeed indeed but look you are a part of the team that was not your fault that you didn't get to play right it's management's decisions and he's won the ipl right and uh, look they beat uh, the best other team out there in ipl it must be said probably the best team in the ipl this season you know delhi capitals the moment ruturaj gaikwad and fatu plessis set the stall out you could see ruturaj gaikwad was dismissed but uh, it, it 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 was tough so at least avin morgan really did juggle all the bowlers very well he started off with a spinner sort of trying to keep um fatu plessis quiet but then ruturaj gaikwad did the hitting at the beginning fatu plessis was going at a strike rate of 105 by the time yeah. rusturaj gaikwad was dismissed but the, so nicely for him to switch gears right so it was where they won the game for me is in the middle overs between 7 and 15 where you know they continuously targeted narayan probably got got away with it he was also hit for a couple of big shots but he got away with it mainly the people who suffered were varun chakravarty and shakib alasan right there this strike off spinners usually strangle most uh, teams and they got away and then of course moin ali came in and then robin utap also set the stage beautifully scoring at more than a strike rate of 200 he was in good form and he showed that moin ali came in and did pretty much the same and fafdi plessy himself picked up very nicely from let's say being 28 of 26 or something like this to 86 of 59 that's fantastic fantastic effort from fafdi plessy and lockie ferguson varun chakravarty shivam mavi i think was sort of came out unscathed and sunil narayan the really experienced campaigner that he came away unscathed but the rest of all of the bowlers right they were put to sword you can see that and then in any final having to chase 193 you know nearly 9 and 1/2 9.7 runs on over that's not going to be easy so must be said shuman gill and venkatesh are begun very well shuman gill would probably feel a bit uh, you know underdone by not being able to pick up he could have played pretty much the 50 plusy role but he couldn't right but the moment venkatesh air was dismissed and you knew their regular number 3 or number 4 mr rahul tripathi was unavailable they were in trouble so eventually the big total had to say and it had to come into the equation and it did and they had a list of single digit scores and even the lockie ferguson and shivam mamma hit out they brought the you know the losing margin to quite a little but that was a comfortable victory right and then so a lot of credit goes for me to josh hazelwood and deepak chahar who did a pretty decent job they never let you know kk completely completely get away with it and then shardul thakur he had a nightmarish 19th over no no hiding behind that but until then he had done all the damage he had taken those two crucial wickets and then you had dwayne bravo's experience and jadeja who's you know who will give you one or two wickets on most days and he was able to do that and that was that you know uh, a word must be mentioned for uh, your favorite team royal challengers bangalore as well any Yours any too. sad oh mine too apparently but any sad <laughs> thoughts or any happy thoughts no actually i am quite happy this time hmm. that uh, virat kohli is stepping down i already asked for this couple of seasons ago mm-hmm. i thought virat kohli should have been uh, you know should should actually abdicate the throne of uh, the captaincy hmm. um uh, but i don't know who his successor will be that's going to be interesting they don't have a core st- core team like you said in csk Uh, they don't really have a good uh, contingent of indian players they do but yeah i don't see any big match winner there somebody like jadeja look in shrikar bharat 
and mohammad uh, siraj yuvendra chahal that is your core if you want to look at an indian core and of course there's devdat padikal right that's a core that's a for me it's a good enough indian core so you have these four people and probably as you say harshal patel you wouldn't want to let go he's just had the cap, cap taken yeah. right most number of wickets ever he's actually equal that uh, um, but that he's taken a couple of matches less than wayne bravo exactly yeah. four matches less yeah. so that's really well done and i think they let go of a catch in his last over <laughs> <laughs> they did yeah so anyway look in this case they were outmatched by kolkata knight riders in that game and they couldn't finish strongly that was very unfortunate and if even if they had 150 you know you felt they had enough of a chance to win the game yeah. but it was not to be and i dare say now they can really aspire to win the tournament sometime if kohli steps down as the captain yeah look i appreciate him what he's done for indian cricket but within the franchise cricket i don't have a whole lot of respect for kohli the skipper right and or it's probably him or not enough of a team management around him i don't know what was the problem but they kept backing different sort of people whom it was not conventional to see those people being backed the mm-hmm. only punt that they took and that came off was glen maxwell this season they backed mm-hmm. glen maxwell they gave him the right kind of let's say the team uh, spirit as well as you know the backroom uh, giving him the right kind of probably freedom it must be said that he, he he's come good i think we can see big things for this team but well we've hoped and failed for the last 12 13 years right so maybe we should keep this in a little bit of uh, realistic uh, way rather than being over the top oh, they're going to win the trophy now you know i saw i saw a poster very typical rcb fan so the poster said isala kapnam de tappudre nimdo that's what the poster said that literally means the cup is ours this time and if you miss it's yours right so a die hard rcb fan so nice to see but overall again a very uh, must be said a successfully conducted ipl given mm. all the things that that all the pressure that there was and all the uh, circumstances surrounding yeah. how it was moved to uh, the middle east very well done yeah but it's also a very nice transition i have to say to the t20 world cup that's also going to be held in the uae and uh, in oman right so the players already there they are acclimatized so i think that this actually might be a blessing in disguise for many of the players um so Indeed. especially those players who played in the ipl will be i think i, I have to say they will be at an advantage over those who will join in a, a few days later so most definitely so- yeah i think indian players most of them were already there so they have some sort of uh, advantage and you don't see a lot of players from pakistan sri lanka you know those guys are not there yet so <laughs> although they are playing uh, warm up games right so sri lanka i think is playing warm up right yes yes sri lanka are playing warm up along with oman uae you know netherlands as well as namibia so well the qualifier begins uh, from tomorrow that is the 17th of october teams are already out there playing uh, warm ups between among themselves but speaking of pakistan you know pakistan also recently completed a national t20 tournament just mm-hmm. to give their players a good warm up so this was won a second time in a row by khaiber pakhtunkhwa who was led by their captain you know he made a wonderful match winning uh, contribution so he was not only the man of the match in the final but he was also man of the series so iftikhar ahmed who sort of you know teased as or who asked teased as misbah's blue eyed boy and he kept getting selected in spite of not doing well so he's shown his value here at least that uh, you know he scored 45 of 19 and took a three three wicket haul uh, considering just five runs in the final and there were a lot of whispers that why did 
the pakistan board select somebody like shoaib malik ahead of this guy it's a like for like you see a middle order strong middle order hitter who bowls off spin the only thing is probably the calm head shoaib malik brings to the to the team overall the team ethos and the team backroom as well that's what probably why he was chosen because shoaib maksud the other middle order batsman who was chosen had to be uh, withdrawn because of an injury and so there opened a backup and they immediately put ashwab malik name there and fakhar zaman so this is the pakistan squad so they have finally made some changes there so fakhar zaman has been chosen and uh, haider ali also has been chosen showing uh, seeing a strong showing there and well mohammad hasnain who was in the squad and azam khan who is a, a keeper backup has been have been withdrawn and uh, khushdil shah was dropped to the reserves list but uh, you know two deserving names one we have already discussed ashwab malik the other one was sarfraz ahmed has been drafted into the squad so i think these wizened heads former captains a lot of experience under the belt you know they would do well because they would not only you know support the captain and now they suddenly have a new coach a coaching setup in place right because miss ba and uh, wakar decided to withdraw there's been quite have, a lot of they have yeah, hayden yeah. right hayden in the ranks right so hayden yeah. will be their batting coach right batting yes. consultant what is it called yes yeah he's a batting consultant indeed yeah. so they have some very good experience also in their backroom staff now and they're an exciting squad never write pakistan off that's the oldest story isn't it never write them off so that's going to be the case speaking of some other t20 world cup changes right so you have uh, also you had a little bit of uh, last minute uh, up and down for afghanistan because afghanistan had to revise their world t20 squad a little bit with mohammad nabi given the leadership role because uh, rashid khan decided to step down he was not happy about the composition of the squad he said he was never consulted right so they have also sort of firmed up their squad before the qualifiers can begin and of course look india themselves made a change shardul thakur was put in the squad in place of akshar patel mm. and they have as many as eight people who've been retained some some nice names umran malik the yeah. fast bowler who was discovered avesh khan who did really well harshal patel right so even batsmen like venkatesh ayer and then so a couple of spinners right a trio of spinners all of these have been retained in the as supporting staff or people who can assist the team right so that's interesting but for me the main thing is that akshar patel has been put in reserves along with shreyas ayer and deepak chahar and shardul thakur has been put in the squad do you have any theory on why this might be i think shardul thakur has that uh, golden touch so everything he touches is turning to gold <laughs> since that australia tour uh, and he you know he also won the ipl with uh, chennai super kings so he's coming off fresh of that uh, uh, trophy win so he, he might bring some batting ability there as well towards the uh, lower order lower batting order so he, he can be a difference but Yeah, I am also a little bit surprised. They could have given Akshar Patel. I think Akshar Patel was a surprise omission uh, in the primary squad. Um, so the other important thing I think is why Shardul Thakur might have been included is because they needed another medium pacer or a seam bowler. Right? So they, they, who, how many do they have? They have Bumrah, they have Siraj, and who else? I think Bhuneshwar Kumar is there, isn't it? I thought he was not there. But anyway, so I think they had only three main uh, frontline uh, seamers, and then they needed one more probably. It's more like uh, I think he's been chosen to replace, or if required, take the place of Hardik Pandya. If they have planned to play Hardik Pandya as only as a batsman <laughs> who can't bowl, 
right i think they have put shardul thakur as as you say he can be the third seamer or the second seamer i don't know what is going on with hardik pandya though so uh, is he there in is he in there as a batter or is he there as an all rounder what is his role actually so, because he played for mumbai as we saw and i Only don't think he bo- yeah so then you have more people who can actually do that even venkatesh ayer can do that venkatesh ayer bowls medium pace and he's a very good uh, hard hitting top order batter so among the fast bowlers we missed a big name mohammad shami mohammad shami so, yes of course yeah they are covered fast bowling wise i think the tournament is paced well enough that they will not stress so they have jaspit bumra yeah. bhuneshwar kumar and mohammad shami and in theory fardik pandya can bowl they wouldn't probably need uh, shardul thakur but as you say it's probably the golden touch as well as his ability to become a backup for somebody like hardik pandya because a pandya who doesn't bowl will sort of not give you the same uh, balance right because mm. you have a really good spinning uh, contingent you have uh, ravichandran ashwin ravindra jadeja ravindra jadeja is a definite starter so it will be one of rahul chahar and ravichandran ashwin and in a best case scenario both of them right in the 11 that means you will probably go with two fast bowlers anyway in jaspit bumrah and mohammad shami these two are my starting fast bowlers but then if hardik pandey can bowl that's where the balance comes from otherwise you are forced to include another full bowler like bhuneshwar kumar look bhuneshwar kumar can bat but probably that balance is lost that's the reason why i believe they have chosen him but remains to be seen you know before we go into some other stories kohli has decided to step down as the india t20 captain as well as the captain of rcb we already discussed that but what are your thoughts then who might be the next captain for at least t20s in india and then even in the bigger picture well the first one is quite obvious right rohit sharma his deputy currently will probably take over the t20 uh, captaincy i don't know about the odi captaincy though he might still want to uh, captain indian team in the next world cup 2023 mm-hmm. but looking at the bigger picture and if kohli does decide to step down as test captain we have ajinkya rahane provided ajinkya rahane retains his place in the squad uh, notwithstanding his uh, poor batting form of late although he did you know score those vital innings uh, in england as well but not many people remember that because uh, he's not been performing consistently enough so there are some options the indian squad we have to remember that it's rather young if you leave aside the bowlers the other batters or the all-rounders are rather young i don't know i mean rishabh pant could be a captain of the indian team i think he's touted to be the next captain anyway in the long run maybe he, how old is he i think he's only 23 i think he might need another 5 6 years or 23 24 yeah he might need another another 5 or 6 years of international experience let's I mean let's be honest he's not another graham smith um right. or jason holder you don't want that no you don't want that for indian cricket indian no. cricket doesn't need that <laughs> yeah i think we we need we probably need uh, somebody like uh, I, i don't know even kl rahul he is now part of all the three squads right so he did quite well in england in the test uh, uh, test series so i think he can take over the captaincy if he's ready that's another question of course but the other big news that we have to mention right now uh, with regards to indian cricket is uh, rahul dravid who will take over the head coach role from ravi shastri after the t20 world cup at least for the home series i think uh, he will be there for two years i think he has signed a two year contract some of his proteges uh, while he was at the nca or while he was the coach of under 19 and indian 8 india a teams are now in the uh, international squad so do you see anybody there from uh, his uh, yeah 
young guns well they are all there right hardik pandya you have uh, pant yeah and shubman gill uh, shubman gill prithvishayar prithvisha they are all his wards right? yeah, they are all his kids it. yeah and that's nice to see that you know he's finally accepted probably the time was ripe that somebody like him took over i don't see him doing it for too long but maybe he may get multiple stints but i see him doing it for at least 3 2 to 3 even 4 years this time if you know he has the right let's say approach he's not going to be as headmasterly strict as kumble and he will let probably the captain do his thing and still make sure the team ethos is driven by culture of hard work and you know uh, dedication this is going to be there so i i don't see too much of an issue that's great he might be and, more like gary kirsten i think yeah somebody like a backroom uh, you know yeah. backroom power rather than he probably hope, never be seen i hope there are no untenable differences uh, during his tenure <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see if the if it becomes tenable or not eventually right so yeah. we, we are going to know see it. but knowing the maturity that this guy has brought to everything he's done so far there is no uh, there is no reason to doubt he'll do this job as well equally well correct we'll we'll keep it to that and what surprises me is the choice of um, paras mahamre as the uh, bowling coach mm-hmm. well he's a very uh, decorated cricketer and spoken of in a very you know very nice way by everybody but i think bharat arun is the real power behind what this indian team fast bowling contingent is i thought right the way he has uh, sort of inspired confidence in these uh, young chargers i don't know if probably it's also time to move on the board field so he's been appointed as the bowling coach but uh, the batting coach vikram rathor will remain yeah but paras right? mamre is uh, rahul dravid's trusted le- uh, lieutenant you have to say he was ah. with him since the under 19 days and the kids who are now coming up uh, like shivam mavi or kamlesh nagarkoti and uh, probably also umran malik umran um, malik avesh yeah. khan yeah so yeah. these are all um, his uh, students in a manner of speaking um, mm. so i think he knows those bowlers as well quite well uh, the only thing is how is he, what additional value is he going to add uh, to the careers of uh, somebody like bumrah or shami who are probably now in their peak Shami, I think, is thirty plus, right? So Burma is not yet touched yes, the thirty. Yes. Um, so we have to see that. And Ishan Sharma, I think, he's he's the other key person in the Indian bowling squad when it comes to test. And how is he going to be handled? He's now played hundred test matches for India as a fast bowler. Amazing. Yes. Anyway, yes, it is very interesting to see all these appointments. Uh, we'll only see the true nature of or the true effect of this once India start, uh, you know, training under him after this T Twenty World Cup. So I look forward to that. and i'm pretty sure as you just said you know rahul dravid will make a positive difference and i even saw michael wan co you know sending out a tweet saying world beware rahul dravid is the now the official coach of india after the series after the t20 world cup so everybody is expecting big things uh, i too am uh, look forward to that speaking of your uh, favorite commentator i think michael wan this day who well, no michael wan no, i say he's he's often the most uh, let's say hated outrageous outrageous that's what we hear right so but anyway um it reminds me of the english squad so england have chosen a strong contingent to be traveling to australia for the ashes well given the conditions that you know they don't have jofra archer free and ben stokes has withdrawn uh, himself so it looks like they have chosen a good contingent david malan i must be said he made good use of the opportunities he got in the last couple of tests at home and so he's made the squad the rest of it is not very surprising if anything look dom bess has also been chosen along with jack leach right 
there were other names that were uh, sort of bandied about but the fast bowling lineup pretty much picks itself anderson broad robinson and you will need wokes as a cover for anderson and probably one or two other bowlers which was going to be markwood out and out pace on certain australian pitches that would be an addition good addition and then you'll have craig overton who's sort of a backup right then batting is also in decent hands but again it looks a little thin on paper batting i still think hasib hamid has made a decent return and this winter is going to be a real test for me because it's a different thing playing even good bowling indian bowling is very good but uh, playing this bowling at home versus facing mitchell stark uh, hazelwood and cummins in australia is a completely different kettle of fish must be said right because yeah. they are playing at home right and i i have a feeling rory burns zach rolly and ollie pope even to an extent david malan might struggle because you have butler and bairstow who will sort of hold up but what what were you thinking but who else do you have i mean is this the best they've got i think so because I we we so, saw yes. back in india they they won that match i think the first match where was it played was first mm-hmm. test match chennai 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 yeah so the two test matches yeah. and then after that they basically went downhill and if you saw what happened also in england they could have lost the first test match against uh, india and then they you know weather played a part and then it was a draw they did not look convincing even in their win uh, i have to admit so this batting lineup it can only click once in a while it's not consistent no they lead uh... Jorot to make huge runs. Yeah, they cannot always depend on Jorot and thanks thanks yeah. to him they are able to you know put up their head a little bit otherwise they would be drowning. And somebody like Rory Burns I think is is not done well enough uh, to be honest but I think that's that's the best they've got at the moment or probably somebody yeah. who is actually willing to travel and be in a bubble. I don't know if a lot of people actually want to do that. And you know considering Australia is in constant lockdowns, snap lockdowns now and then but you know the bowling lineup is in fact very good i have to admit that's that's uh, the good part hasib hamid is going to be more of a blocker right somebody like uh, cheteshwar pujara is going to block and you need somebody like that but in australia you have to score runs if you don't score runs it's very difficult because i think after two or three days the pitch becomes quite good for batting and then fourth and fifth day will be good for the slow bowlers in australia you need to score runs uh, not like in england in england i think you can have very closely fought um low score games as well but it's uh, going to be very different in australia and i have one question for you will this be james anderson's last last ashes do you think i would like to think uh, this is going to be his last ashes he has probably one more home season if he wants but i can't see him play ashes in 2023 no so okay. uh, i would like to say this is going to be his last ashes but come on that guy has done everything that needs to be done and more so if he if he has earned the right to go into the sunset even when he chooses so he chooses does he have a knighthood yet does he have a knighthood yet James it will Anderson. be given it will be given probably in this uh, year's christmas honors list probably or yeah. depending on when he retires probably next year's <laughs> list if he retires right? yeah. it's going to be sir jimmy shortly come on yeah. right we all know that we see that the t20 world cup is going to have drs for the first time because the last time t20 world cup was held 2016 DRS was not a you know a steady fixture in all tournaments so this is great to see we will get mm. a chance you know as far as you know at least getting one of those howlers in each uh, innings out of the way this can be used that way mm. uh, i don't want to end on a disappointing note but you know if you are an india cricket fan the indian women's results left a little bit of a bad taste in the mouth towards the end because the way they competed they played really well but they couldn't really win more than one game 
and the end score line was not at all uh, not at all flattering to them because they lost the t20 series as well having lost the one day series and only drawn the test 11-5 is really not a nice score line if you look at it kiri yeah i think yeah it, it's a bit of a challenge uh, for the women team as well women's team as well they have not played a lot of cricket have they compared to the the men's cricket team no and, no 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 so they probably were a bit short on match play i think they, they 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 you cannot really simulate these things right so i think we were talking off air about not being able to bowl according to your field right so they probably lost one of the games uh, with because of the reason so you don't have a strong off side field and you keep bowling off outside the off stump you'll get you probably will get uh, whacked through that region so but yeah i mean it's a bit disappointing i i i happened to catch i think of a, a small passage of play in that first t20 they played played in darwin i forgot where it was tarara yeah so i think it was washed out the indian team they were looking quite good they played i think 12 overs or something and jamaima rodriguez was very fluent she was playing very nicely and they were poised to score a big total uh, and they could have put australia under pressure but they couldn't unfortunately the match uh, wasn't abandoned maybe if they had continued and if they had won that match things could have been different but yeah who cares i mean we cannot talk about uh, imaginary things here but in the end they were not good enough i think australian team is quite good we all know they have superstars oh, yeah. like elise perry and uh, uh, you know the the captain herself is quite good look this australian team is miles ahead of yeah. every other uh, women's cricket team out there bar maybe england and to an extent new zealand on their day probably hmm. but everybody else they're going to beat but given how well they had actually competed you probably you're probably right you know if that won the first t20 probably things would have been different because that point the scores would have been leveled that is already a big deal right but being able to not clinch even a single game because the second was a very clinical finish by australia and the third one was where they lost it because of either miscommunication between the bowlers and the captain or not bowling to fields that at the highest level is unacceptable because you could always say you know if this tour was held after the bbl they would have done a better Uh, performance they would have given a better credit for themselves but look it's not that black and white you have to try and win finish off games but you know what the indian team in the late 80s and 90s had this problem even up to early 2000 so this is probably just a natural growth pattern for some of the teams and they are going to overcome this and i, I heard the i heard the commentators say multiple times if the bcci were to actually hold women's ipl regularly even with four or five teams to start it off in 2 to 3 years there will be a completely different indian women's team that will be taking the field that discipline that commitment and that continued as you say touch with cricket gives a completely different focus and gives a completely different outlook even for all cricketers right we saw the revolution that ipl brought about for the indian men's game i think it's a repetition but it's time bcc brought up a indian women's t20 league as well so let's see now then those are all the points that we would uh, want to discuss in this episode so we would like to once again thank all our listeners for staying uh, with us and we do hope you are going to stay tuned as well as um, you know contribute through chat and other messages maybe or interact with us on twitter so we would like to always interact with our listeners so we are looking forward to that uh, plenty of interesting uh, stuff coming up kiri from yeah. 26th we'll have the t20 world cup the main phase at least yeah a lot of cricket coming up in the next few weeks at least so it will keep us uh, hooked i guess but we'll probably have a lot of things to discuss as well may the best team win we don't know that yet we'll see that during the first week look forward to another world cup i think it'll be nice having said all that 
it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye this is the armchair cricket podcast